0: Okay. I feel like we're men in black up here. It's like Agent G and Agent I. That's really quite good. It's nice to see uh, Gary in a suit. It's good. Uh, We've heard um, two accounts uh, from two Gospels of what happened on that Easter day. We're going to listen now to what Matthew uh, had to say when he recorded it. I'm going to read Matthew 28, uh, 1 to 13, and then we'll just speak about that a little bit. And we need need a little bit of audience participation, so be ready. Um, Only six people... Uh, can be chosen. And because I don't want any bad comments on the door afterwards, uh, uh, Gary is going to choose them. Uh, 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 Gary, All right. Only five people will be chosen because Rowena is going to be one of them, definitely. Okay, Matthew 28 1 to 13. After the Sabbath at dawn on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene, the other Mary, went to look at the tomb. There was a violent earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven. And going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning, and his clothes were white as snow. The guards were so afraid of him that they shook and became like dead men. The angel said to the woman, Do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, he is risen, just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay, then go quickly and tell his disciples. He has risen from the dead and is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him, now I have told you. So the women hurried away from the tomb, afraid, yet filled with joy, and ran to tell his disciples. Suddenly Jesus met them. Greetings, he said. They came to him, clasped his feet, and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. While the women were on their way, some of the guards went into the city and reported to the chief priests everything that had happened. When the chief priests had met with the elders and devised a plan, they gave the soldiers a large sum of money, telling them, you are to say, his disciples came during the night and stole him away while we were asleep. If this report gets to the governor, we will satisfy him and keep you out of trouble. So the soldiers took the money and did as they were instructed. And this story has been widely circulated among the Jews this very day. Even then... People trying to turn the people away from the truth and the reality of what happened. We've got our six volunteers. You got that? I need to count. It's good that Andrea's one of the volunteers, my wife, just so you know. Because when I gave her an Easter egg this morning, she said, that's really nice of you. We'll share that. (laughs) What do you mean share? Where's mine? Didn't get one. (laughs) Didn't get one. So we've got some Easter eggs to give out. Which one do you like? Um, Which one do you like? I can't, I can't, no. Which is your favourite Easter egg? What flavours do you like? You got the twelve. Menstrual. I think it's unfair. I think it's unfair. Mars. 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 Okay, Mars. Pardon? You can yeah, choose you one. Can choose one. Definitely. Yeah, you can have that one. That no, one? Because Ian likes Mars. <laughs> right. You know what you got to do with that one. There's more. <laughs> Another one? Yeah. There's more. Thank right. right. What do you think you want to do with those Easter eggs? Eat them. Open them. What? How do you, How do you get to eat them? You have to open them, we're well, not allowed. Not you can allowed. you can look at it, you can feel it, you can desire it, but you cannot open it. You can't pierce the foil. I mean you've got to be disciplined. Right? No no open it. You've got to hold it, and that's good. You've got to stay there for the rest of the sermon now. I bet you're glad you volunteered. See, they are my gift to you, or our gift to you. I didn't pay from the church did. So it's the church's gift to you. Well they haven't yet, they will. I'll put that in there. <laughs> Actually, I won't. Sarah got them on her card, but anyway. Um, but you can't unwrap it. You can't damage it in any way, but you can desire it, no problem. You can drool over it, but I'm not going to let you open it yet. Now, think, I want you to think about moments in time. I've got some here uh, because um, we need to move on. But got moments in time and really things, you know where you was when something happened. You know, remember those times? It could be, for some of you, and I'm not going to point you out, it could have been the end of the Second World War. Couldn't it? If that was a moment in time, you would say, oh, I know where I was when I heard of the sec- end of the Second World War. Don't think the end of the First World War, um, but we're not getting to it. It might be the Cuban Missile Crisis, right? Which, uh, you know, current news reminds us of. Elvis Presley, what about when he died? Remember, do, you remember, do you remember where he was when he died? Interestingly, he once said, he once said, I'm not a king, only Christ is the king. Do you know Elvis said that? He said that. Uh, John Lennon. John Lennon, he died, didn't he? Do you know where he was when John Lennon died? Princess Diana, it's all pretty gloomy so far, isn't it? Twin Towers, that was the big one for me, really. The Reformation, who was alive at the Reformation? It's its its 500-year anniversary today. If you were, then, you know, there's another resurrection we need to talk about. Or next year is the 50th anniversary of uh, the death of Martin Luther King. Some people here remember where they are, where they heard that. Or maybe uh, the shooting of President Kennedy. What about Watergate? Anyone remember Watergate? The Watergate scandal. Where they, they, bugged, uh, they bugged the premises of the Democrats, didn't they? Uh, the Nixon administration implicated, but he denied it. He denied it. And one of his aides, a man was known as the Hatchet Man. Anyone know I'm talking about? Charles Corson. He went on to become a Christian. Did you know that? Became a Christian. Or it might be a wedding day. I remember my wedding day. It was lovely. I thought, I'm guaranteed now a lifetime of happiness, of companionship. And when those special days come, like Easter and Easter egg, some of it has worked out. Or maybe a birth. I'm only on about the Easter egg. There goes my bank holiday weekend. Maybe a birth. You know, birth is good news. We like sharing birth. Some of those things, you remember where you were, don't you? Well, the fact is, 2,000 years ago, there was an event. And this event was recorded in history. It's recorded in the Bible. But not only in the Bible, it's recorded outside of the Bible as well. Historians, Jewish, Roman historians. Remember, it was the Jews, or some of the Jewish leaders that wanted uh, Jesus killed. And it was the Romans who did the deed. Yet both of them had historians that witnessed to the fact that he was resurrected. In, you can look this up. And if there was no resurrection, like I mentioned at the beginning, then Christ was a deceiver. We can't say he was a good person because a good person wouldn't have lied. We can't say he was just a good religious man with great teaching. He can't be good. He either was the truth or he's a deceiver. But we base our lives as Christians on evidence, real evidence, which we look at on the course that Bernard mentioned, who said that I would mention it, and he's mentioned it, now I mention it. The Alpha course, and this is some of the stuff we look at. The evidence. For Christ, we know, no historian denies he existed on this earth. We know he came to earth and Christians believe in human form. He shows us his way, as witnessed by the Bible. He took our wrongs, which Charlotte illustrated earlier on, with all those burdens that were put on poor Rowena and would have weighed her down. It reminded me of Pilgrim's Progress, you know, Christian with his burdens. He's weighed down and he's on his journey, but in the end, he realises only Christ can take that away. So we've got this Jesus who came to earth, who took our wrongs on himself and took them to the cross, deals with them on the cross, which we remembered on Good Friday. The pain. But then we look forward to today, Easter Sunday, where he rises again to show that death is defeated and and then also promises to be with you in this life and the next life, if you want him to. You don't have to open that gift. You can look at it, you can admire it, you might even desire it. But if you don't open it, you won't get the benefit. A friend of mine died recently. He was a strong Christian. It was heartbreaking to take his funeral. But he knew where he was going. And as Christians, we know uh, where we're going. We know our destiny. Or maybe you know a Christian who knows that. Do you think, honestly, that they would lie to you? Do you think they're basing their life on uh, on a lie? They're just doing it for fun because it's a nice little thing to hold on to. Do you not think they've investigated Christ for themselves? Doesn't their lives show that they take him seriously? And the fact is... If it's true for them, it's true for you. See, people say to me sometimes, Ian, it's okay, Christianity is, I can see it benefits you, it's good for you, but it's not for me. But that's illogical. Because if it is true, it's true. And it's true for me, and it's true for you. If it's not true, then it's not true for me either. But we believe it's the truth. The one who called people to himself and said, I am the truth. Jesus is God. People are searching for spirituality all over the world. Uh, they might not be Christian spirituality. They're looking for answers in so many different places. They're searching for a spirituality. The word spirituality has been hijacked uh, sometimes by the occult because, because it, originally it was all to do with the work of the Holy Spirit. But there is a spirit, spirituality about Christianity and it's found through Christ who was God who came to this earth. And he shows us how to live through his words, through his teaching, through his Holy Spirit. And that's why we take the Bible seriously here. We want to be radical believers, not just people who talk about it, not just Sunday attendants, but lives that are lived for Christ and his mission and his witness in the way we learn. They call it discipleship, becoming more like him. In our witnessing out into the world, I love being out there as much as I do in here. I mean, the singing was good this morning. I loved it. The worship was fantastic. But I love being sent out as well. Pick and mix yesterday. I got there a bit late because I was on a visit. But when I saw it and I saw the yellow hats and the people directing people, people were stopping to see the street theatre. I thought, that's good. It's good that people are out there doing it. It doesn't just stop there. It's for all of us to be out there sharing the message and the opportunities that we have. And the message is he's dealt with, uh, as uh, Charlotte said, the old biblical word, sin. He's dealt with my wrongdoings. The Bible says all have sinned. None of us are good enough, but he's not to come to condemn us, he's come to save us. And the question is this morning, do you want him to deal with it? Do you want him to take those burdens off that are weighing Rowena down? Or do you want to deal with it yourself? And the Bible says the wages of sin are death. But Jesus says I'll pay that for you if you want me to. Or you can leave the gift unwrapped. He died for you, that's how he did it. I shared an image on Good Friday, the one I'd seen where Jesus is on the cross and he's crying out. He said, I've done this for you. I've done this so you can be forgiven. And the person calls back, no, you're okay, I'm good. Well, they're not good. They're not, they don't have a good destiny. You have to trust Christ. He's defeated death for all of us, which means we don't have to fear it. We don't need to fear death. The Bible says that God has a plan and purpose for your life, which is exciting. But you need to know what it is. And it's only through prayer and the word and the church and teaching and finding and spending time with God that you're going to know what your purpose is. Those early disciples in the passage we read, once they grasped the truth, there was only one response. It says they worshipped him. How are we going to respond this morning to this truth? Maybe for you it's the first time and you're realising what Christ has done. Or for us as Christians, we need to think a little bit more radically and out of the box. But there's nowhere to go Unlike the events that we've seen in history, I can go to a Twin Twin Towers uh, memorial, which is quite impressive. I've been there. Um, It's great. There's a marker to say that happened. There's nowhere for me to go to find Christ's body because he's alive. He's risen. In over 2,000 years, they've never found the body. For me, that's compelling evidence. They would find it if it were there. He's alive and he lives in the hearts of Christians today. And he'll live in you if you'll let him if you let him pay the price and take care of your destiny. Like an Easter egg, the gift of forgiveness, of a life lived, a life to live, is no good unless you open it. You can look at it, study it, desire it, but you need to accept the gift. It's true. The passage that we read, he has risen, he met them, they worshipped. And even to this day, people try and deny it, like those chief priests, paid soldiers to make up a story. Because people have to make up stories to deceive people, not to come to the truth. So one of those events I mentioned in history, the Watergate scandal, and Charles Coulson, he wrote this. I know the resurrection is a fact, and Watergate proved it to me. How? Because 12 men testified they'd seen Jesus raised from the dead. Then they proclaimed that truth for 40 years, never once denying it. Everyone was beaten, tortured, stoned, and put in prison. They would not have endured that if it weren't true. Watergate embroiled 12 of the most powerful men in the world. They couldn't keep their lives for three weeks. You're telling me 12 apostles could keep a life of 40 years? Absolutely impossible. In fact, over 500 people saw the risen Christ over a period of six weeks. Now, the fun stuff. You can begin to open your eggs if you want. Andrew, you can't have any of that one. It's mine. (laughs) So what I want to say to you is you have have the benefit of the eggs. You've got the eggs, right? They haven't got any eggs. There's a lot of upset people out there, just like I was at 6 o'clock this morning. They're (laughs) upset. They have no eggs. You've got your eggs. They have no eggs. So if I followed on from the passage that we read earlier, so there's the good news, and they're opening up the good news, and they're going to have the benefits of the good news. Jesus goes on to say, Jesus goes on to say, Make disciples of all nations, baptizing them like we're doing tonight with Ella, teaching them, and surely I am with you to the very end of the age. So you've got your gift, so you're okay. That's good. What about them? Who's going to give them their gift? This one, a Gary back. This is your cue. Can you get up here? Has it got your suit on and everything. Charlotte, can you help me as well? Because honestly, it's a nightmare. No awesomeness over there. What are you doing? so you six we need your help put your eggs down you've got work to do come up there you can't keep all of this to yourself no you can't don't nod (laughs) now we've got to share we've got to share what we know to everybody else that was the great commission So everyone can take an egg, and when you unwrap it, I want you to think about that good news. Think about whether you've unwrapped it for yourself. You've got your gift, they've got their gift, and now they're sharing it. Look what just six people can do. They're going to share these eggs with all of you. Those up to row 15, probably. (laughs) And you shouldn't have sat up there. (laughs) So as they're sharing them to finish... The resurrection of Jesus, the resurrection of Jesus Christ is rooted, it's rooted in history, it's grounded in scripture, it's confirmed with experience, but you've got to open up the gift. And as you get your egg, the right thing to do would be to open it. Don't let that gift of forgiveness, relationship remain unopened. Sign up for the Alpha Course if you've never looked at it for yourself. The only response is the one that they had on that resurrection day To worship him. So on Palm Sunday, when we gathered here, we were singing Hosanna and praise him. The going was good. On Maundy Thursday, it's desperation, anguish. Good Friday, despair. Looked like defeat, but it really wasn't. Because Easter Sunday, he rose again and he's alive. And he is risen. He is risen. So we need to be an Easter Sunday people with Jesus alive in our hearts. Open up the eggs. Enjoy them. Enjoy them. Open up the gift of Christ and enjoy God as well.